0: To support this podcast, go to Positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, Positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing. Cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the wait list and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. And when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money.
1: We live in an era of fraud in America. Not just in banking, but in government, education, religion, food, even baseball. What bothers me isn't that fraud is not nice, or that fraud... Is mean. It's that for fifteen thousand years, fraud and There's short-sighted thinking have never ever worked. Not once. Jesus. We're eventually, we're 37 like Things plummet. go It's south. plummeting, man. It's fucking plummeting. When the hell did we forget all that? I thought we were better than this. I really did, and. The fact that we're not doesn't make me feel all right and superior. It makes me feel sad. Every time I fucking hit refresh, it's dropping, man. And as fun as it is to watch pompous, dumb Wall Streeters be wildly wrong, and you are wrong, sir, I just know that at the end of the day, average people are going to be the ones that are going to have to pay for all of this. Because they always, 32? always do. It's Thirty-two. Yeah, it's man. fucking good. That's my two cents. Thank you.
0: Happy New Year, everyone. Jay here at PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studios, now underground for the next couple months. You can find me on Instagram at Positive underscore Sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash
2: POS Sarcasm.
0: Oop, there goes the microphone. Anyways, can we fix that? Can we fix that? I'm going to tighten these bitches up as soon as I go to the new place. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm, or if you just want to be my friend, uh, which few of you do go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm uh tiktok at positive sarcasm parlor i'm also on there too but you can go directly for all any and all information you can email me directly positive sarcasm at outlook.com um or you just go to my website positive positivesarcasm.com youtube videography podcast studio blogging uh what else posing music article archive also just quick note right off the bat right off the bat got a couple questions concerns and comments regarding the recent article that i put i also posted it uh, originally when I started writing articles, number one, my articles, those aren't the podcasts. Let me make that very clear. There's a rule on the podcast, no religion, no sports, no politics. Okay. And I stay pretty close to those rules when I'm recording the podcast. Yesterday's thing that I posted to my podcast page on positive sarcasm.com po- positive sarcasm podcast on YouTube was labeled as a positive sarcasm blog. That was not a, that was not a podcast. That was not a Sunday leftovers. That was a blog. My blogs, I talk about whatever I want and I say whatever I want. They are the building blocks, the original building blocks of the website. Okay. On the podcast, I have I have certain rules and restrictions about what I want to talk about because then it only just uh, it's it just it's a fucking if I start if I talk about these certain subjects then it just turns into an abyss of misinformation and miscalculation and errors and just flat-out stupidity and ignorance and any other naivetes that I can possibly think of or other words that I know how to use. So number one, yesterday's post was not the podcast. That was just the blog. I have done over 80 uh, uh, random stupid blogs in my my span with positive sarcasm since 2013. And in 2014, when I took over all of my blogs and transferred them over from R-City Radio, but on the blogs, I say whatever I want about any topic. I don't care. I'm very sarcastic. I use dangerous words, and that's pretty much how it is. So, if you don't want to watch my, if you don't want to read my blogs, listen to my blogs, or watch my blogs, they'll be labeled blogs or articles, and then you don't have to read them. You don't have to watch them. It's just another segment of the website. It's just another avenue of content. It's just another thing that you can consider reading, listening, or watching or not doing the either it's totally up to you uh, it's that's the thing that's what's so great about my site I have YouTube stuff I have drone stuff I have social media stuff I have podcast stuff I have blog stuff I have the posing music I have the article archive I have the, the the movie reviews I have all different types of content that you guys can check it out and a lot of it is pretty self-explanatory right from the beginning if it's a concept I'm trying out I'm trying out new stuff so you're gonna have to roll with me and I don't necessarily, when I'm putting out a concept, let me back up actually, um, with the blogs, I'll start with the blogs. The blogs are, uh, how do you like my new studio by the way? Not, not bad to be put together in like a week or so, but okay, so with the blogs they generally just started out as I wrote them and then I posted them. Then I wrote them, posted them and added audio. And then I wrote them and posted them with audio and now I'm doing video too. Since I have the studio, I have it all set up, it's very easy for me to just hit record and add audio and video at the same time. And it just allows me to get more views to the blog so people can get a better understanding of some of the other ways I like to make content. And then the pictures as well are just another way of getting them on Instagram and getting attention through Instagram or Facebook or what other avenues I can to get your attention. So that's one thing. That's, that's one thing. So now I have the option, but I didn't know which way to post them. I didn't know which one to post them on because I have two YouTube channels. I have Positive Sarcasm, which I haven't posted to in a while, but I'm steering in the way of creating more of just, I want to stick, keep that concept and travel and visually cool. I mean, I did the rants. I haven't done a rant in quite some time, but the rants have now steered away from my original YouTube channel and have gone more toward my podcast, which is good. I think it's a good thing because I don't want to just clutter my original YouTube channel with just my verbal garbage. I'd rather put that in the podcast. I'd rather put that in the blog. So I figured the blog was more suitable for that route. And as I, if I do, because I haven't done an actual blog or a little writing piece, which was nice to write, I haven't done one in over a year. I did one called The Epidemic, which was actually... Just before the pandemic, literally, I wrote the epidemic in December of 19, and then the pandemic hit one month later, and then we, everything shut down in like a couple months later, which is great. So, and, um, what else? So I figured it made sense if it's going to be something wordy, uh, I, for the most part, it's going to steer away from my regular channel and go to my podcast channel. So, Positive Sarcasm Podcast. And then, as like, if I do create more, uh articles if i do create more articles with video and audio then i will post them to that channel but i'll put them in a separate playlist so you guys can choose if you want to watch the shorties if you want to watch the full episodes or if you want to watch the blogs it's completely up to you also the blogs are also available uh through the article archive at positive if you're not familiar with my website everything's right up top you can just go to positive sarcasm.com. It's right there at the top. You just click on article archive and all of everything is right there. So let's see. I did the long walk home in 2017, the epidemic in 2019, the end of the year in 2019. And then I just posted the blame game January 5th, 2021. It's pretty short and sweet to the point. Um, so yeah, there is that option. So But everything's pretty simple. The YouTube channel, the podcast, it's very easy. Podcast you can find anywhere. So you can go ahead and check that out uh it was weird putting this whole studio together for the most part um also yeah that's kind of some interesting (laughs) it's an interesting piece that is the american flag i had fun posting putting that together though so the putting putting together the second studio putting together the second studio wasn't bad it wasn't bad. I mean, I had the the pieces already set up in place that I was going to use two desks. I was going to use one microphone with the option for two available to me. Tablets on my right. The uh, audio section over here. Originally, I was going to use my older i3 Hewlett-Packard to run the audio and the video, but I was having some clipping issues, and then I was having some, uh, some coding overloading. Coding overloading, whatever you want to call it, which means that I was losing... I was losing frame rates in my video and I was losing pieces of audio clipping in the actual pot in the recording of the podcast. So look, long story short, the audio was fucked. The video was fucked. And so on Sunday, I decided for the I just decided to pull the plug. It wasn't any good. The podcast wasn't really great. It was more just me trying to it was 30 to 30 minutes of me just actually it was really only 20 minutes me just trying to get the wheels going again for the new year. You know, because like I said, I, I remember saying in the in the botched episode that like a lot like a lot of comedians, if you're away from something, even for a week, you start to feel rusty and you your fluidity in the way you talk and how you do things is off. So I was like, OK, trying to go through the motions of learning, almost like a, learning how to freaking talk again. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't there. And overall, I just said, fuck it. Let's scrap it. And then I just started going through my notes because I've been writing a lot of one-liners. Oh, I tell you, it's a rough one, huh? And I managed to be like, oh, okay. And I started writing and I started typing and I took my my little Toshiba netbook, which is a great thing because on a older, what's cool is on an older computer, especially the netbooks, the netbooks have really long battery lives. They have really long battery lives and they're not powerful. There's And there's a plus to that. So you have a very long battery not a smart machine, and not very powerful. What do you have? You got a fucking portable typewriter that's really tiny that you can go anywhere with. So it's great because you have no distractions with it. You have no email notifications. You have no internet to look at, look up random shit. You have no stocks to look at. By the way, the stock market is going crazy right now. I am watching that quietly in the background. Uh, I'm going to try not to let it distract me. Ooh, I just went up another point. Um, So there were... There's a lot of pluses to having an o- a lot of old computers around. Like Windows 10 is super distracting and it, it's resource heavy, so I don't use it. Also privacy wise, yeah, they say Windows is not secure. All right, good luck with that SolarWinds. Let me know how Windows 10 is working out for you. So there, as far as I'm concerned, this Toshiba netbook runs a old Atom processor. It has like a six or seven hour battery life. It runs Audacity perfectly. It will run the internet awfully slowly, and it runs, uh, and I can type on it. So it's great to just sit down with something with with one intention and one intention only, and that's to write. And I managed to be like, okay, well, let's just open my jaw and see what falls out. And I managed to get another blog out, and it was, I felt pretty good. So that option is there. That option is there. So I ha- I'm still using it to record the audio version of the podcast because it's just cleaner. It's clean, it works, it's dependable. My biggest scare, my biggest fear, excuse me, is when I'm operating something, it f- is is it is it going to freeze? That's my biggest concern. So if I'm recording the video, is the p- computer going to crash? If I'm recording the audio, is that computer going to crash? Is, I mean, so I like basic signals. <laughs> you know. Is she like me? Uh, I I do, I like basic signals, I like analog shit because I know it's going to work and I know if something's broken I can easily replace it on the fly for not a lot of money that's what I like about a lot of this stuff don't get me wrong, I do like my smartphone I do like my tablet and for the time being I do like this giant monitor that's in front of me, it's quite useful I do like OBS, I do like, sorry I'm fucking with my microphone here, um, god damn it there we go, so I will be tr- I will be replacing these these arms. These things fucking suck, and they're noisy too when you try to move them. Forget about it. Um, I do love my handy cam that records the podcast. That, but it's a four. But then again, it's a four K handy cam with night vision and a brand new and a beautiful rode microphone. So it's some of the later tech, latest technology in Sony in Sony products. But it's still at the end of the day, it's just a handy cam. Sony handy cams have been around for a hundred thousand years. It's just this one has a. Uh, a newer processor uh higher higher resolution more pixels blah 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 but i do like the older tech because the older tech works the older tech works fucking acoustic guitars have been around for millions of years you think they're going away anytime soon no so this is why some of this stuff is still good but i did for 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 You know efficiency purposes i did decide to keep the audio separate from the video and just sync it later like i normally do for the video purpose but i did decide to just for peace of mind upgrade the computer that i'm using for obs uh to um the i7 that i have because the i3 is a great machine it's great for office work it's great for recording on the fly it's a great machine overall but I think at this time, I was just like, look, I got this i7 over here. I'm really not doing anything with it other than watching fucking shit on YouTube and checking out my portfolio on Robinhood. So why not? Why don't I just change it to something else? Why don't I just uh, switch it out, upgrade it a little bit and give it a little more, give it, give it, give it a better purpose. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, this podcast studio for as far as the studio update. We're in good shape. I got two tablets over here in case I need them. The, I kept the, the the display pretty simple. You guys know it if you've been watching the podcast for quite a while. There's not much going on behind me except a, a few extra coffee mugs, some scarves, and then, uh, some more of the same old shit. But that's pretty much how this is going to be for the next mm, 10 to 12 episodes. Maybe not that many. So let's see. We've got, it's January right now, so we got another Sunday coming up. So how many how many episodes I've got for January and February, and then the big move coming up in March, where I have to see how much time it's going to take me after not just moving, but then setting up the studio. Now the question is, am I going to have an interim studio when I'm down by the seacoast before I unveil the new studio, if it's going, if there is going to be one? That's the only thing is can I design that spot to be completely independent with no other purpose than just recording not just recording so I I don't I don't know I don't know but that is going to be the that decision will be made in the first of the month in March which I will be then, at that point, taking the hiatus... Well, I don't actually... Let me take a look and see what that looks like. Am I even recording? Yeah, we're recording. So, <laughs> let's take a look. That's January. That's February. So, March is a, March 1st is a Monday. March 1st... Is it a Monday? Yes. So, March 1st is a Monday. And then, from there... So, I'll probably... I think, either... Let's see. So, I don't know if... Will I do a Sunday leftovers on the 28th? That's quite possible. But then after that, it's going to be. It most likely will be pretty quiet after that, unless I do one on Wednesday as well. But we'll see. But after that, it's going to be. I'm going to be working on just moving stuff, all of my stuff. So from there, uh, and it's take going to take me about I'd say a week, a week to get everything down there, and probably another week to get everything set up in a way where I could start recording again. And then by late March, I think I should be up and at them in some way shape or form and then by april, early april uh be ready to rock with a full blown studio but that's kind of my that's my plan right now but just kind of tightening it up and reassuring that this is confirmed this is happening and going down and i will be seeing you folks down the, down by the seacoast the open door policy still stands it's just a question of which door is going to be open um so that te- that covers the technical glitches that I had, the march move, the studio update. Everything seems to be everything is b- business as usual. Uh as far as the podcast is concerned, everything looks pretty good. The blog was just a one-off thing, remember? The bo- the blog is completely separate from the podcast other than the fact that it's available to view on my podcast channel. That's all. That's all. So if you don't want to if you don't want to listen to that episode because you don't want to hear about if there's like political jabbings, or excuse me, topics I you generally won't hear on the podcast. You can skip it, just skip it. That's all. Just just skip it. All right. Uh, speaking of going backwards and being more analog, I was I finally got something I ordered. I think in like early December, I ordered Super Mario Kart for Super Nintendo because I did. I loved video games from the from like super, from Super Nintendo days, N64 days, original Nintendo and NES, and I finally got a chance, realize, if you go and buy, um, if you go and buy Mario Kart or Mario World or any of the more popular games for Super Nintendo, it's gonna cost you almost as much as some of the newer games that are on sale for PlayStation, for Xbox. It, the, well, the one I bought, I had to buy it used from Mercury. MERCARI. Good, uh, good place to buy used shit like eBay. So, this one it cost me $26 just for Super Nintendo for what, an 8-bit an 8-bit game. But it came in really good condition. It works awesome. The actual console that I purchased was not a used Super Nintendo. It's actually a uh, a newer uh, thing a newer console. Little more up to date, has an HDMI connection, so it's it extends to the entirety of the screen. So you're not all boxed in per se and you're not using those RCA cables, which are which work great, but I wanted it in HDMI, it's just easier, it's one cord and you're done. Um the game works great, and I thought I was a badass. I do. I, I thought I was one of those guys, it's like I'm a badass at Mario Kart, I'll kick anybody's butt, no issues right there. And then and then I, I smoked them all. Uh, in the 50 ccs if you don't know Mario Kart when you first start playing it there's the 50 cc uh uh tournaments and those you know comprised of a lot of the original maps that you'd be used to the castle the ghost the the haunted house but once I got into the special the specialty ones where you start getting into rainbow road and things like that apparently apparently I suck. Because the very first... You have to use... There's one called 100cc. And one, and in Mario Kart, 100cc is when you start getting into the... Spe, it's called the Special Cup. And the Special Cup starts with a map that I absolutely suck in. And it's called Donut Plains. If you haven't heard of it, you can go ahead and look it up. Donut Plains is by far... It's... I can't fucking do it. Like, I'm, I, I probably... Pl- I tried three different characters. I tried Princess Peach. I tried Yoshi... I tried Toad, I tried uh, Koopa, I tried Mario, and I can't beat it. And when I say I can't beat it, I can't even place. I can't even stay on the road without falling in the water. Like it starts, it start. The finish line is on the left hand side. You can cut across the grass, and then you have to go across this bridge. But you have to. But this bridge is thin. The bridge, the first bridge is very thin and you have to make sure you stay to the left of it or you fall in the water. When you fall in the water, you lose almost all momentum and you can't just continue forward. If you stay in there too long, the dude in the cloud will fly over and pick you up and bring you to the front of the bridge. And then you have to cut across the grass again to jump on another bridge that's even more narrow. And then you have to do the little jumpy button to properly get across that bridge because that bridge is broke. And then once you jump across that bridge, you have to take a hard turn and then followed by another hard turn, followed by another hard turn, followed by a minefield of these fucking hamsters or groundhogs that jump out and attach to your face like those little alien sucky face things. And you have to continue to jump to make them get off of you. And that just pisses you off even more because now you're distracted by that and then you have to take a wide turn followed by another patch of groundhoggy things that jump on your face and then you have a straight shot which actually is shorter than you expect it to be and then cut across the, the grass again and you got to do this for five laps and it's i can't for the life of me get ahead i can't place eighth uh, or i can't play i can't place period I'm always stuck in eighth place. I'm always behind. I'm always getting lapped. So I am going to have to really, I know this is the hard part about my life. we got the stock market going crazy. We've got, we've got Senate political shit going on. Um, we have unemployment. We have rounds of COVID and all that other bullshit. And my biggest concern right now is friggin' this right here, this donut planes. That's my biggest problem. You can see what, what I have up right now. I have uh, the big short i have my portfolio facebook account ivermectin which is a effective treatment for covid uh my website positive sarcasm and then my articles so this is my this is my lookup for today you know i'm i'll tell you i'm transparent i'll show you whatever I, I i'll show you whatever i got um except for my passwords but so this freaking um what do you call it this, fuck, this track for Mario Kart is a nightmare for me. I don't know if you guys have any tips or tricks on how to beat it, but this track sucks. And generally, when it, um, when bo- like sometimes boundaries are an issue. <laughs> boundaries are an issue. Boundaries for me are sometimes an issue when I'm in the castle episodes or when I'm in the ghost town episodes. Because in the the haunted house episodes, if you hit the border the border lasts for like you can bop you can smash into it and then the border disappears if you hit it again you'll fall off the map and then it, you become the great the, the wonderful thing about mario kart is you become more frustrated you become more frustrated as the as some of these tracks go along like the ones that frustrate me the most are the ghost are the ghost ones the haunted house ones because there's no rebounding there's no border it's just if you fuck up you fall off the map that's it And then the same thing can happen for the castle episodes, but the castle episodes have a little more boundaries. They just have some more obstacles in the way, such as the dudes that, those rocks that hang in the air and then they fall down on you. Plus there's lava. So there are these things to consider. So the castle one you can recover from, the the turns are a little more difficult. There are some issues that you do, you can run into in the castle episodes, but the haunted house ones can screw with me in the cast. Those ones can bury me. But these water, this water episode for Donut Plains, I haven't been able to beat it yet. So I haven't been able to get to the other episodes in that, in that special cup. Rainbow Road can be difficult, but with Rainbow Road, there are boundaries. You don't just fall off of it. But the thing with Rainbow Road is it goes up and down. So when you go up and then you jump, if you don't land properly, you just fall off the map. So these are things that I have to take into account. But with this one, it's just it's slow. It t- it's awfully twip tipsy and turny. It's awfully Like it's just it's not straight, and there's no room for error. Like the being on the grass and cutting the corners is no big deal with the grass. It's fine. But these Lego bricks that are also blocking the the turns, it just makes it harder for you to cut corners. And that water is brutal. And that Brit those two bridges do not do you any favors. And it just it drives me freaking nuts. So this is one of the issues that I've been having um, as far as video games are concerned. And this is as far as I I, I get into video games. I just wanted it because it was two-player. I figured it's fun. It's, it's just one of those things to kind of take my mind off it. And I can spend five minutes with it and be done. I don't have to invest a lot of time and energy with it. Except for this episode. This one, it was driving me off the freaking walls. I know. This game is like 25 years old, and I'm still having a heart attack with it. I don't know why I was doing well, uh, well with the, all the other ones. And with this one, I'm just hoping to place. Because if I at least get into fourth place, I can move on to the next episode. The problem is if I'm in, in fourth place, though, or in third place, I don't get a lot of points, which makes it, which makes it harder for me to win the special cup, where I've already, done, I've already won gold in all the other special cups. So what I need to do is at least place in this one so I can be uh, more aggressive in the other ones. So I'm just, I don't know, I'm just going to have to practice. I tried working on time trials, but I eventually just gave up. So that was one of the things I was having an issue with at this time. Uh, I did want to, what are we at, 25 minutes? I was going to try to get into some articles, see if, uh, and then we have, of course, for the first of the year, we do have some Q&As. Let's see. What else did I want to look at too? So, uh, as far as the market goes, uh, I wanted to just, you know, full disclosure. I am officially into Bitcoin. Not with much. I just had some money left over because I invested in a company that, um, that does Bitcoin mining. Once I learned that there was a company, like, for example, when the market crashed back in March, March slash April, I mean, it was a, it was a hard spin, a hard downward spiral. But there were companies out there. For example, when times get tough, a lot of people start. If it's called GLD. Now there are companies also that out there that are mine that are there are companies out there that are publicly traded that mine for gold. For example, Yamana Gold, which is A U Y, which trades around like five and a half a share or something like that. That's one company that you can make some money off of and has a dividend payout, which isn't much, but it's one of those companies where if gold is in demand gold mining companies tend to be more noticed. Well, as you saw, crypto went through the roof, specifically Ethereum and Bitcoin. So not only are there gold mining companies, there are Bitcoin mining companies, such as Riot or Marathon. And these are publicly traded companies. And it just goes to tell you that with um, companies like Tesla needing lithium or uh, other materials for their batteries, Those, obviously, there are companies that mine for Bitcoin or other cryptos, and they're in demand as well. So I was focusing on that, and since I took some money out of Riot, I decided to take that little bit of money and just throw it at Bitcoin to see, because I've been sitting on it for way too long. It's just one of those things I've just been watching, and it's like, why am I not involved with this in any way, shape, or form? It's just a little bit to see where it goes, and if it really is that crazy, why not? And it's like, well, is crypto speculative? Yeah, Everything is speculative. Everything is all mythical capitalist stuff. It's like, so if everything is on the up, why not consider to diversify into this thing that isn't necessarily regulated? So why don't I just give it a whirl with a little bit and see what happens? Give it a little bit and see what happens. But you think back, like, like there were two opportunities in life where I said to myself, if I had invested in Apple when I graduated high school at $6 a share, I wouldn't have to work for the rest of my life. Well, the same can be said for if I invested in Bitcoin in 2016, I wouldn't have to work for the rest of my life. That's that's what you would say to yourself. And that's what I would say to myself. Because the amount of money that has that they have that you could have made is insane. Absolutely insane. So now you have to watch for these things and you have to watch for those patterns and see what's going to be of value. Because I don't know when the next crash hits, because there is a bubble out there. What's going to be the next big thing to, to happen? What's the next evolving or, excuse me, emerging market? So I'm I'm just trying to figure it out, but now that I'm in the game and I have capital to play with, I'm, I want to do things myself. I want to get involved and investigate. Like, I don't want to wait for some... I don't want to be beholden to some uh other... Co- like, a company or a brand or anything like that. Like, for, okay, what I'm getting at is like, for example, there are financial advisors, and there are people who are advisors that hit me up all the time. There was a guy who tried to convince me to buy and sell futures. There are financial advisors that are trying to get me to buy, uh, invest with their brokerage firm, such as Edward Jones or whatever. I mean, my buddy Johnny Monitone works with New York Life, but at least he's honest about it, and he tells me that, and he just runs his shit by me. You know, he's at least transparent, so when he talks about that shit, I... I, I know to gear up, and I'm, I'm okay with that. And I want them to do well. But it's all these other people that lead off lead off with, uh, I work for this brokerage firm, and I'd like to talk to you. Basically, I want your money. You, I want your money. Oh, well, I don't want your assistance. That's the thing. I don't want your assistance. Because if you're just going to... Like, like a car salesman. I don't want to buy a fucking car from you. I don't want to buy a car from you. I don't want a new car. I don't want a fucking lease. I don't want to work with your brokerage firm. Because that's all... All the upside goes to them. There's no upside for you or, excuse me, me in any of these scenarios. Just give me the tools. And when I say the tools, the knowledge. I don't even want your fucking capital. I don't want your capital. I don't want your direction because they're not making anybody money except for themselves. There are some of those. Look, the brokerage firm, they're just following the norms. They're selling the packages that they have available to them using the scripts that they are given during training selling the indexes and the funds given to them by their team, by their company. So you're not making crazy amounts of money. You're not making crazy amounts of money. And these funds, now I get it, you can invest and get yourself a retirement fund, which I'm not arguing against. I'm not arguing against. So if you want to get a retirement fund through T. Rowe Price, you're at that point where you have some capital and you want to give it to a, a, a fund or a company and let them do the 10% or 5% or 15% or stable value trust until you retire, whatever your plan is, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the meantime, I, at this point, the reason I'm in the position I'm in, well, number one, I didn't, There are two. there's two ways of looking at the position that I'm in. Number one, I didn't take advantage of an opportunity because all the opportunities that I couldn't take advantage of back in the day I didn't understand them. I wasn't in the uh, circle of knowledge for that. And I didn't have the capital to do anything about it. I didn't have the capital to do anything about it. Like, if, for example, I didn't have... Four years ago when I was piecing this pile of shit together, I didn't have the $700 in capital to buy one fucking thing of Bitcoin. One. And even if I did, would I have known that it would have reached 34000 per per Bitcoin? Would I have known that? No, of course not. It's all speculative and risk. You can do all the analysis in the world. The market could crash tomorrow. It could crash today. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just, but I'm just, now that I have the capital and the tools to make my own decisions, that's what I want to do. I don't buy expensive cars because expensive cars are not exactly what I want they're not exactly what i want. And if you are buying an, exa- an expensive car, are you actually getting what you want? Are you actually getting what you want to be perfectly honest with you, or do you want something that suits your personality? I- and it doesn't cost it doesn't cost you a lot. I get it that there's a, sh- a somewhat of a shift in the petrol market right now. But look at it this way, like for example, three states Three states have now decided that in the next 10 to 15 years, they're going to, quote, ban the sale, whatever the fuck that means, of petrol engine cars. Um, Whether that means new, like dealership cars, I don't know. We'll have to see. Thankfully, I don't live in one of those states. Um, And they're going to do that. Okay. Well, what does that mean for the used car market? What does that mean for the market in that area? What does it mean for gas prices? I, I, I don't know. But does this give you an opportunity to take advantage of possible sales? Cause everybody sees that. They just see the initial headline and they immediately have a reaction based on that. So it's like, Oh my God, we got, you know, honey, they're going to stop selling electric cars. Well, we should probably sell our car. What are we going to? And it's like, next thing you know, you can take advantage. If you can afford to drive a quote, a gas guzzler, you can get away with getting a really nice car for super cheap. So why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? Like, I bought a big, huge Lincoln. Not a huge Lincoln. Well, it's a pretty big Lincoln. I got a boat, basically. I bought a boat Lincoln that I love for so stupid cheap. And to get it up to speed and have it, you know, do what you would want to do out of a big luxury car from back in the day that's super reliable was relatively inexpensive. So, and would I drive a brand new Mustang as opposed to the one I have now? No. No. No, why would you do that? Why would you want to buy a car with 480 horsepower that's going to get smoked by a Tesla Mo- Tesla S? Why the fuck would I do that? It's pointless. But I want the tools to be able to enjoy the things that I have for not a lot of money. If I have the tools, that would, you know, i.e. the knowledge, I can do what I want, and I don't need your brokerage advice, which is not doing me any good. You're just taking my money and getting the commission out of it. I don't want that. Why? And I, I mean, obviously, as far as cooking, I'm not taking advice from fucking Gordon Ramsay. I'll, not necessarily, Well, then again, he's not calling me. <laughs> but I'm not like, I I appreciate watching some of their information if I want to understand how they cook certain things or the method of cooking. Okay, but I've gone far enough with a lot of my cooking skills to understand that I have the tools and the knowledge to cook the vast majority of things myself rather efficiently and deliciously. So I can use what I have in front of me to uh, satisfy and satiate all that I need to, uh, with the capital I have in front of me, I have the tools and the knowledge to make um, a lot of really good trades and proper investments for my future, without needing to call up my broker or do anything like that. I can do it on a fly. So if I make a tra- if I decide I want to move my 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 market my four hundred one k or whatever the frig it is, um, and I want to make adjustments to it, it takes a couple days. But with the power of Robinhood or eToro or, um, now with the Brave app, the Brave is a software, is a, is a, is a browser that you can use and get and gain cash out of it as well. And you can also trade and put and create a wallet for Ethereum, for Bitcoin, for Litecoin, for whatever. And you can do this within a click of a button and you don't have to wait for a brokerage firm to make the transactions that you requested. So I, want, I don't want to talk to a brokerage uh, a brokerage advisor because say you're talking to a brokerage advisor over the phone, you know what you're calling for. You know the information you're getting. But if you're like at a party or a get-together or something and, a bro- and somebody who works for some fucking brokerage firm approaches you and they start, well, what do you do with your portfolio? You hear the words portfolio or your investment or your retirement, it's no longer a conversation. You've completely checked out. You, you should completely check out at this point and be like, I... Don't discuss that. I don't talk about that. I'm not interested. You know, don't say I'm not interested because then it invalidates what they do. Believe me, there's nothing wrong if you work for a brokerage firm. Good on you. Good luck to you. But I don't give a shit if you if you work for fucking T Rowe Price or Edward Jones or uh, Goldman Sachs. I don't care. I don't care. This stuff is. Look, I invest in this stuff because. It's my future. My capital should be snowballing because that's the smart thing to do. Just in case the shit hits the fan, or I want to be happy and comfortable and know that I'm making smart decisions based on the homework that I'm doing. The what else was I, I? The the thought was there, and I just lost it. Son of a bitch. Um, but this stuff is boring. Look, it is boring. There's so much information out there, and you can dive in it all day. And there's a lot of people that can tell you the boring facts of all this shit based on what politics or uh, what rules are coming down the pike or what trading and corporation corruption is at hand or this COVID thing, which obviously played a serious role in the stock market and housing fucking interest rates and all that stuff. And you can read into it and you can make your decisions. But at the end of the day, it's boring stuff. I would much rather talk about more cultural things or stuff that, you know, puts colors on the screen like Mario Kart. That's fun to me. I would love to hear about people's pro- stupid problems and make fun of them for having stupid problems because that's all, I find this entertaining. Like, I generally, and generally I don't dive into celebrity gossip, but the, the Tom Cruise thing was too fun not to mention. The Tom Cruise thing was too fun not to mention because he was right, he was working, good for him, and, It was something I could have fun with. It was something I could have fun with uh, with, at his expense, but also complimenting him at the same time for for getting people on the job site, getting them paid, and creating a product. He creates a product that I actually like, that I actually like to consume, okay? Tom Cruise doesn't make coffee. He makes movies. I like his movies. That's a product. I want to consume it. I have a lot of coffee... Uh, companies over here, the labels from them that I used to consume, but the tools and the knowledge that I've acqu- I've acquired some over time and some have, as of recently have allowed me to make the decision to make a jump to roasting my own. And does that save me money? Yes, it does. It saves me money. It ups the quality of the coffee that I'm consuming. So at this point, what's the next step? Like, I never thought I'd be roasting my own coffee beans. It happened literally within a matter of a month. Like, I was at a Halloween thing and somebody told me that they roasted their own beans, and I was like, "Really? Is that easy? Yeah." And I went a similar route that he did, um, and then started playing with it, and then started find- looking for uh, people who sell it in bulk. And I eventually found a price point that I liked, made the adjustments, did some work on it, and then now I'm at this point where I'm, um, I'm maybe I'm roasting it too light, or maybe I'm roasting it too dark, where it's If you roast it too light, depending upon the bean that you buy, um, you should generally know the source of your beans, too, as well. Very important. Like, for example, at 19 minutes, it's a little too light and it's a little too sour. So I was looking at this, like, picture of uh, the guy. He had, like, a whole chart of coffee beans. And it's, like, this note, citrus and sour and woodsy and and chocolatey. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And so I looked at it. He's like, oh, it's too sour. Okay, well, if you co- if you do this, I'm watching these these guys on YouTube. This is too sour. This is too sour. This is why. So I'm like, all right. Well, it's too citrusy. If it, if your coffee is too citrusy when you roast it, well, it's too sour. What do you have to do? You roast it more. But what happens if you over roast it? Well, you start to burn out some of the uh the coffee notes and it becomes too bitter. Then that can be it's. I compared it to like if you're making popcorn because if you take your co- if you take your popcorn out too early you don't pop all the kernels and you're not left with enough popcorn you're not let you don't have enough popcorn if you go a minute too long when the kernels stop popping you burn you get that little the black inside the popcorn you've now burned the popcorn so you've now lost that buttery salty delicate flavor of the popcorn and now it's all black so what is it where am i i'm I've on, I'm on either side of that where I put the coffee in too long where it's kind of bitter and I've left the coffee in not a, not a minute too early where it's a light roast, but it's still just a little bit sour. So is my next step to go instead of 19 minutes or 20 minutes, do 19 minutes and 30 seconds? Is that the super sweet spot for the Costa Rican blend? The Terrazu as they call it? I don't know, but there's only one way to find out. And I just got another five pounds in. So I guess my next goal is to see if that 30 seconds is all I need to get that chocolatey note, that peach mango or whatever the fuck, the notes are actually listed right on the coffee bean or right on the bag of the coffee bean. Like these are the notes you should be getting from the bean. And like, okay, but generally for a, for a Costa Rican blend, you actually want to go lighter, but I've gone lighter and it just tastes too sour. So should I go with the Sumatra or a Colombian roast or some or another country perhaps? I would like to sit, stick to Central America. Maybe Peru or Nicaragua or Guatemala or something like that and give that a whirl and see if they are more friendly to darker roasts, but just right in the middle. I just want to get that the body just right where it's not too bit, it's not too bitter and it just tastes like a cup of coffee. Like coffee. Like sometimes you drink coffee for so goddamn long, you can't even remember what it fucking tastes like after a while. You're just like, I, you, you just don't. It, after a while, it just tastes like motor oil. It tastes like fucking petrol, petrol, uh, 92 test or whatever. And you just don't remember. It's like, okay. So understanding that the knowledge, I now have the knowledge and tools to where I can fine tune it, where I don't have to spend 10 to 12 dollars per bag of 12 ounces that I'm just going to rock right through in a week and a half. So the price goes up. So my budget for allocating coffee goes up where I can buy five pounds for $34. And then I can use some of it and sell some of it. So I can then, cause I did, I had several orders for Christmas that I put out. And that was the original prototype blend which was 19 minutes at 210 degrees, which was a lighter, but it had an amazing aroma to it. Absolutely amazing. When you start to roast, so it starts to get darker. The oils start to make their way outside of the coffee bean and start to coat the outside of the coffee bean. So that's when you when you see a coffee bean that's a darker roast, the oils will be on the outside of it. They'll start to seep out. Because they're starting to burn their way out. When it's lighter, the bean looks dry. And when it's too light, it looks like cinnamon. And it's not good. It's not good at all. Well it's almost it's even worse. It's even lighter than cinnamon. So these are the things that I'm playing with, but The tools and the knowledge to learn to do it yourself is going to save you so much time. Make you, and it's going to not only save you money, it's going to start to make you money. Whatever it is in your life. I don't know. Maybe you know how to, maybe you know how to make basketballs. I don't know. Custom basketballs or whatever. But when you learn these, when you learn these things, you're going to start to do things yourself. People are going to take notice and then maybe they're going to want to do these things for you. And then you can create your own small business. But I don't need these financial advisors. I don't need these people to be, I guess, in my way because when they advise you, they want your money. So they're going to use their tips and tools. And most of these people are all scripted now. They're all scripted. So any large company you work for, they give you, a, they give them a script. They teach them how to use the script, the if-then scenario, the map to success, the map to taking your money. They're teaching you how to steal your money. Okay? They are—it is. If you don't want to give them their money, if, if you if you originally didn't want to give them your money or your knowledge or your tools— They're trying to take it from you. They're trying to steal it from you. Don't let them have it. Don't let them have it. Make your own coffee. Uh, invest in your own funds. You'll, you'll lose a little bit in the, in the way, along the way. Like I lost some coffee beans in the initial R and D. I lost some money in the market in the initial R and D. I lost some cameras in the initial making of the YouTube channel. I did. I lost a couple of them. I lost a, uh, one was stolen. One was stolen, one aged out, one died in the rain, one I fucking ran over. (laughs) That was recent, by the way. And uh, what else did I lose? One of the GoPros is malfunctioning, kind of. So uh, along the way, I've lost some gear. I've lost some tripods, I've broken some Joby Gorilla Pods. These shit break. So along the way, you learn to invest in some more sturdy gear so you're not out there wasting your cash. I loved my Sony Alpha NEX5T so much that when the first one broke, it shouldn't have, but it was because I made a mistake. I made a mistake in 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 judgment and clearance and it broke. But I went the car the camera was so reliable. I went out and bought another one because I know it's going to last me a very long time. So that in, in the long term that will save me a lot of money which will pa- be passed on the consu- to the clients and consumers that buy my stuff. So but I guess it all boils down to whether or not I can overcome the issues that I'm having with uh donut planes uh on <laughs> Super Nintendo Mario Kart. So, uh there were So, uh, to to I guess to the... close this up and then get to Q&A is tools of trade. Learn it, do it all yourself. Learn it and do it all yourself. So that you don't have to spend give money to other people that are really not going to make you the money that you're looking to make in the long run. Do it all yourself. That's it. When you go to McDonald's, you sit in the drive-thru. They're stealing your time. They're stealing your nutrition. They're stealing your money. And they're giving you shit in return. So why are you in there? Why don't you learn to make the burger yourself, understand all the methods of cooking it, and then learn how to source all the products? You'll save money. You'll have a better meal. You'll enjoy the time utilized in in making that meal, and you'll save money. So why don't you go that route? That's what we're thinking about. Let's jump to Q&A. And we'll be using the second monitor display so you guys can actually see what I am talking about. So let's go ahead and get to the Q&A for the day, and then we'll close up shop for the first podcast episode of 2021, the year when it all falls apart. Uh, If you want to support this podcast, though, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. What are we at? 47 minutes? I don't know what the fuck I talked about. That's pretty much every episode for the part of the course. This coffee's great, by the way. Mm -hmm. Also, if you guys can't afford... If you're in the healthcare industry and you just can't afford really coffee right now, there are two places I think... I think Aroma Joe's, if you're in the my area, Aroma Joe's, I think, is giving free coffee to healthcare workers. And I think if you're looking for a coffee subscription program, Panera Bread is actually doing one of those. And co- look, Panera Bread, their shit's overpriced. Their coffee's not terrible. So take that into account. All right, so let's go ahead and finish up uh today's episode with some Q&A. <clears throat>
1: Woo! Here we go.
0: Should I sleep with my ex's dad? I am 25, female, single, and horny as hell because I've taken quarantine very seriously since I live with a roommate who is high risk. However, my roommate has headed home and will remain with her parents for at least a month, maybe longer. In anticipation of this, I've gotten back on the apps hoping to find a regular hookup buddy during my window of freedom. Well, I matched with a 49-year-old guy who is hot, interesting, and great at flirting. But of course, there's a problem. James is the father of a friend of mine from high school. Not a friend, but a girl I briefly dated. Wait, what? James is the father of a friend of mine from high school. Not just a friend, but a girl I briefly dated. I was questioning a lot back then, as teens do, but I ultimately settled on straight but flexible. Like, I have been naked with her. I've only met him very briefly a couple times back then and wouldn't have recognized him because he'd gotten a lot fitter since he and her mom divorced. He also didn't recognize me when I when we matched. We figured we figured out a connection the connection together in conversation. And to this credit, he understand he immediately said that if it made it too weird, he would understand. So am I being stupid for considering this because so horny? I don't think even he realizes his daughter and I were ever more than friends because our relationship was so brief. She and I aren't close anymore. Other than occasionally liking each other's posts on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm not even planning on getting married to him or anything. I just want him to bone me a lot in my apartment where I finally have some privacy. Um, oh, you're female and single. Huh? Okay. I didn't know how this was working out. Okay. So wait a minute. You were apparently you were dating a girl. So you were questioning a lot back then. And now you want to bone her dad. Well, you're 25, do what you want. What do you, I mean, what you? What else do you want me to tell you? I mean, do you want to think about it for a couple days or do you just want to get after it? I say just get after it, screw it. I don't, ramifications or whatever, short-term goals, I mean, you just want to get crushed. And if that's the if that's your goal, congratulations to you, go after it, make it happen. I just say follow all the safety protocols that you have to and then that's it, that's it. I mean, maybe you'll even fall in love with the guy. I have no idea, I don't know what else to tell you. But if you're into it and he's into it, well, I'm not going to tell you otherwise I'd be a hypocrite. If you want to go and crush some forty-year-old, 49-year-old ass, you might as well. You might as well. You might as well get after it. If you're enjoying it, I don't care. It's completely up to you. It is your life. It's your decision. If you want to crush some old dude ass, well, 49 is not bad. Um, Go right after it. Who's to tell you otherwise? I know you're asking the question. But if you are looking to go after this, then it's your choice. The downside of it, I don't know. What's the downside of short-term relationships in the long run? You know, well, I don't know. what What is the, down- the downside of short-term relationships? You probably already know. Right now you're thinking about in the now and you want that now. And I'm sure you're not the only one in this position who have been stuck in cor- COVID quarantine for the longest time and you just want to get out there and get your guts torn out. So if you want to go in that route, then go ahead, go in that route. I'm sure he'd be happy to fulfill your needs. Hopefully, if he's not like a three pump chump, I'm sure if he's been waiting around for the longest time too, he's probably gonna have some uh ah, Okay, let's try again in ten minutes. But remember, if you're working with an older dude, uh you got you just you know let him stretch, let him stretch, get his warm ups in, and then enjoy yourself. Okay, all the best to you on your future endeavors. Let's move on to the next Q&A. We're doing doing okay today. How's the market doing? That should be fine. All right. Is the man I'm dating who has repeatedly says he's gay, gay, question mark. I'm a woman currently dating a man younger than me. He pursued me me relentlessly before I agreed to go out with him. On our first date, I leaned in to kiss him, and he got a terrified look on his face and blurted out, I'm gay. Please, I don't. I hope nobody cuts that out. Um, I immediately left and and avoided him for days. He convinced me that he was just trying to shock me and was just messing around. Okay, sure. Maybe that's true. But every single time we're together, he brings up different scenarios and asks me things like, what would you do if you caught me kissing this guy or that guy? I asked him the other night why we never go over to his place, and his answer was, I don't know, maybe I'm gay. I'm pretty open-minded, but this is really getting old. I believe he might be closeted and in denial. Any thoughts? Well, um he's probably gay. Maybe he's gay. I mean but I mean if he is, you might as well be honest with himself. What's he doing fucking around with your feelings? You're into him, but if he's not into you, then that's it. You gotta just move on and boy, this is gonna be a lot of relationship stuff. So you should probably just move on then. If you like that's all I can tell you. If you like them but they don't like you, you need to move on. If you like men but they so do they, that's also gonna be a roadblock as well. If they're one of those people that's like pansexual or whatever you want to call it, which is be like, hey, whatever, I'll shove a Lego up my ass. I don't give a shit. Then in that case, great. Maybe you'll have some opportunities there. Um, But if it's just a no go zone, then you just got to step off and move on to another uh, another victim. Let's move on to the next one. Should I use my minister's salary to buy things for my teenage girlfriend instead of helping my mom? I'm twenty six year old i I'm a twenty six year old male in a long distance relationship with a girl with my girlfriend who is eighteen. I'd love her to the moon and back. Sure you do. But I feel like she only stays with me because I can buy her things. Really? No woman has ever done that. Uh she gets upset with me when I don't get them for her. She says I value my mother and others before her. I love her so much and I want to marry her. I'm a minister at a church. She thinks she could take she should just take priority before my bills and taking care of my mother who can barely walk. What do I do? Yeah. Okay. This girl is in a long distance relation. You're in a long distance relationship with a girl who only loves you for your money. She is absolutely using you and your holiness to freaking fill her pockets. You need to end this relationship because you're, you are being classically duped, classic mean, classically manipulated and sucked dry and not in the way you want to be. So you need to crush this relationship, absolutely take the pain of learning a valuable lesson and go read some Bible script because you are absolutely getting screwed over here and not in any way, shape or form does this relationship hold any water, any future or any value to you. And you'll feel like an asshole if down the road you could have helped your mom But instead, you help some dumb bitch in Kansas who is just using you for your greenbacks. So, tell her to kick rocks and uh, see her on the next go-around. Let's keep going. How can I get my son's girlfriend to help in the kitchen with the other women? My son has been dating a girl for a little over three years. My husband and I really like her. Our son loves her. Here's the problem. I've asked her to help in the kitchen with meal preparation and cleanup, and she refuses. They come once a week for meals, and we eat in front of the TV while watching shows. Everyone brings their dishes to the kitchen, but I'm left with the cleanup. Once when I asked her for help, she said that she's she is company, and I wouldn't expect me to help her ho- help at her house. They were here for Thanksgiving, and my mom asked her to join us at the table and visit, but she declined, saying she was okay where she was. My mom was upset and hurt. I'm planning a big Christmas dinner and want the girls to help with the cleanup and sit and visit. How can I get her involved in the kitchen work both before and after and to put her phone away and sit and visit with us. Listen, um I'll be very f- frank. Both of you get in the fucking kitchen and help out. Okay? I would say flat out get in the kitchen bitch, but so so should you. You are her boyfriend. You need to get in the kitchen and help. So the boyfriend should be in the kitchen helping. The dad, if he's not helping in any way and just eating the food, he should be in the kitchen helping. Everybody who is eating should be in Subway helping, even if you're a guest. It's completely impolite if you are just consuming the food and you're not doing any of the other actions. Are you setting the table? Are you buying the food? Are you cooking the food? Are you cleaning up? Are you doing any of these things? Are you supplying any beverages? You're not doing any of that and you're just refusing to help? That's just selfish. You don't know how to clean dish. I can understand. If you don't know how to cook, all right, well, number one, learn. But if you don't know how to cook, you have absolutely no method of it. There are other things you can be doing. You can be setting up for prep. You can be cleaning up afterwards. You could be doing anything, but you're not doing any of these things, which makes you a bad house guest, makes you a bad girlfriend, and it makes the door more likely to hit you in the ass at the end of the day. So I'm not a fan of, I get it, lady. She's being lazy. She's being disrespectful, and that needs to come up. And you know what? Go all out for Christmas, and if she doesn't help out in Christmas, January 1st, turn over a new leaf, and don't cook for her anymore. She can go to McDonald's and waste her time and her diet and her money. I get it. You're trying. You're doing the thing. You're doing the thing, and you're really trying hard to put on a feast for everybody and stuff like that for Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving. Yeah, I applaud you for that. Great. She's not helping. He's not helping either. Then that's a problem. He needs to help. He needs to set the example. If it's his girl, he needs to set the example. And if she wants to stay with her boy, she needs to learn from his actions and get in the fucking kitchen along with him as well. They're both being lazy. She is just ultimately the spoiled child in this situation. Should we do one more? Mm, Let's see. Yeah, we'll skip that one. Why should I offer my metro seat to pre- this will be the last one. Why should I offer my metro seat to pregnant people when they made the choice to become pregnant? I have a question about manners. I saw on the Metro you should give your seat up for the disabled and the elderly. Last time I checked women choose to have babies therefore they aren't disabled. My friend says they should be afforded the courtesy. I think I'm paying for them and their kids. I'm al- I think I'm already paying for them and their kids. School costs, time away from work. If you can't stand, don't get pregnant. Who's right? Whew. That's an aggressive one. Look. If you are in a place where there is a metro seat or a subway, things like that, um, look. Give up your fucking seat. And there's an easy way to tell. There's an easy way to tell. They'll look at you. They'll look right at you. If you, if a pregnant woman gets on a uh, gets on a forget the elderly fuck the elderly if you get on a, a plane if you get on a metro seat or excuse me a subway and a pregnant woman gets on and she wants a seat and they're none available she will start looking she will not just go i'm gonna go stand and grab the pole which is probably what she did begin with to get pregnant anyways but i'm moving on um she she's gonna look she's gonna go for a spot and see if she can find it she will look around That's your social cue to do your job and your job as an act of kindness. There are other ways to screw people. As far as the stock market, you don't care who you screw over in the stock market. That doesn't matter. We're talking about small acts of kindness that get people through their day. That's it. This is different. So if they're doing that, pregnant woman gets on there and they need to sit, someone needs to offer their seat. And in this case, it might be you. So you have to do the right thing. The right thing is a simple act of courtesy. You can stand, get up. Yeah, you are paying for their their stuff. I get that. That's a different issue. That is an issue I can't really get into. We've talked about laziness and self-responsibility and personal shit. We've talked about this. This is different. This is a simple thing. It's no big deal. And unless you're on crutches, you can absolutely afford to give up your seat if they're looking for it, I get it. There are other ways, but like that, I know, opening a door for somebody. You just do it. It, it you, you just do it. It's part of your your chivalrous manner. If they're looking for a spot and they're gracious about it, you give it to them. Okay? So it, just, I get it. You, you're paying your taxes. Look, we don't want to lose our humanity in this whole situation, so just give up your fucking seat, please. Okay. Let me close out of this. So this is the first time I've actually used second monitor display on the video version of the podcast, and it worked out really well. It took me long enough to figure it out, but okay. So that is the end of the today's podcast. Uh, this, well, I'm glad I made it through an hour. I thought I was going to crash and burn, but oh well. So anyways, if you have questions, concerns, or comments about the uh, dig.com Q&A, you can email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Um, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, uh uh, iheart radio tune in spotify podcast anywhere where podcasts are available uh you can also you can also download it and stream it directly from positive sarcasm.com go to my website positive sarcasm.com for uh posing music you know questions concerns uh all my youtube stuff my podcast the posing music the article archive uh all that stuff art movie reviews all that stuff if you want to donate to the podcast just or if you just want to contact me but you don't want to use your email or whatever you can just go to uh contact slash donate the cash app the robin hood app all my links are right there and you can go ahead and contact me through there so you can go ahead and do that but until then thank you for listening watching and subscribing and i will talk to you all on sunday thank you all for listening i'll this is great I'm, i'm glad to be on here i'm glad to be shaking off the rust and uh i'm gonna go ahead and get back to whatever else i was doing but thank you guys This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for supporting me throughout the last year and uh, let's keep it rocking. I'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Underground Studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. Positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, Positive sarcasm.com slash donate.